playbook. It's a private practice playbook. Playbook. Alright, welcome back to the Private Practice Playbook. My name is Flint Geyer, sitting in for Jay Geyer today, and we're going to be talking about the first of the big five, uh, human capital. So uh, for those of you who've been listening to this point, if you'll remember, obviously, right, episode one talked about really transforming your focus and getting out of the CE trap that we talked about. So if you haven't listened to that one yet, go back, listen to that. Uh, But today, right, we're really focusing around this first pillar of what you truly need to be focusing on, which is really that first piece to the formula of growing your practice, right? So all of you here today are either a private practitioner in your own right, you are a partner doctor owner, you might be a spouse of a doctor who has a practice, and maybe even you're an office manager or a COO type role in your practice. And so regardless of which group you fall into, today is going to be very impactful for you. And so, as always, come in with an open mind, right? If you come into this and you're closed-minded and you're just saying, hey, this doesn't apply to me, hey, this is, it's different, my office is different, right? You're not going to get anything out of today or anything else that we do. Uh, and so, just again, come in with that open mind. But to review, right, if we go back to episode two, right, really the biggest reason that doctors do not find the ultimate success that they should was that lack of vision. Okay, so if you haven't done anything to really cement and make public the vision for your practice, right? again, go back and do that. Because without that, really the the rest of the things that we're going to be learning and discussing are not necessarily going to have the same level of impact on you as they should. Now, if you do have that vision, right, then you just have to apply everything we talk about to that. But anyways, you kind of have to understand where you sit when we talk about human capital, right? So I know a lot of you have probably, again, talked about last episode on marketing and how that is something that, you know, we got to go market, spend thousands and thousands of dollars on marketing. But here's the thing, and here's why human capital is the first thing we're talking about in this uh, series of episodes about the big five, is because if you don't have the human capital right, the marketing doesn't work. And it at least doesn't work at the same level as it should, and you're not going to get the same returns as you should. And so at the end of the day, We start at this point because you have to take a look at yourself and be really radically transparent about your level of uh, engagement, which is really your intentionality, the time you spend, where you spend that time, where you spend your money when it comes to growing, finding, developing, understanding your human capital which is the people in your business, the people who make everything happen day to day for your patients, for your customers, and and what really leads to success in the business, right? Because again, we're all here because you are a business owner. Uh, Yes, in the context of a medical practice, uh, but right, we're here to grow businesses. And when we talk about human capital, uh, something that we have to understand and really be able to dive into is the reputation 
is going to be what leads to your results. And for a lot of you, you're going to think that your reputation as a clinical person uh, is going to be what dictates your results. But after study after study, we've found that that just isn't really the case. You can go down the street to the most credentialized doctor in your town, and it could be a two-chair operation that's not bringing in any money. And if you've been in the industry long enough, you've seen it, you know that that is the case, all right? And so what, it, what truly matters is the reputation of your team, the reputation of the human capital that you employ in your business and how they actually handle, deal with, and treat in a service way your patients. And so, I mean, if, if you just look out you know, let's take a step out of your industry for a second, all right? Think about some of the, the best customer service experiences that you have had. That is not by accident, all right? So if you look at a Ritz-Carlton, uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, Zappos, these companies where you can, and, or maybe if you're in an area where you have Publix, right, the grocery store. You know, I was looking at some, uh, it's very interesting data on, Customer satisfaction, retention, you know, and Publix was like number one of any of any business uh, in any industry. And if you've ever been to a Publix and compared that to a, you know, name your other grocery store here, the difference is drastic. And it's because of the time that they actually put into and the investment they put into their people. Right. If you look at a Chick-fil-A, this place is completely run by, I mean, mostly teenagers, and yet, somehow, the feeling you have when you go to a Chick-fil-A is miles above any other fast food or, as they like to say, quick service restaurant, right? And if you haven't been, go experience it. I don't care if you don't like chicken, right? It doesn't matter. You don't have to get anything. You can get a water. And you're going to realize the same effect. And there's story after story after story about this online if you just want to go Google it, right? Um, and then the Ritz-Carlton high-class service. But here's the thing. They have 250-plus hours of training for everybody who works in that place. What can you say about the time that you spend training your team? Right? To be able to be world-class, these world-class organizations have to have a world-class team, and they are willing to spend the time, the money, the effort, the energy, you name it, on making that a reality. And if you remember back to episode two, it doesn't end. It is something that truly is a continual thing that you're going to have to do for the lifetime of your business. And if you haven't done anything to this point, you're most likely very behind. And so we need to talk about some of the things uh, that you need to be doing. We want to talk about some of the reasons that you just might not, even though you're hearing today that you should, you've probably seen in other places that you should maybe focus more on training your team, but you just haven't actually done it. Uh, it. It could be for a number of reasons. Maybe you think you can do it all yourself and then you're just taken away from your clinical production time, which just makes no sense, right? I mean, so if you want to have that world-class team, and to be honest with you, the bar that you have to reach isn't even world-class. The bar you have to reach is not even at the same level as some of these other companies. Sometimes it just has to be county class, city class, 
uh, state class. You don't have to be the best in the world. You just need to be the best that that patient has an opportunity experience. And if you do it right, they'll never leave. All right, so how do we want to build this world-class, if you will, team? Okay, because that is going to be what pushes you forward. And you have to understand that that requires investment. So if you have never invested in your team to improve them in a way that is going to actually grow the business, right? Because uh, as we've talked about before, CE is different. CE is the bare minimum that you should do to be able to be allowed to see patients. Like if, if we're actually looking at this in the context of, hey, I'm a business owner and I in, in this context, I own a practice. The CE is like what you should have to do to keep your doors open so that you're doing things right and you're being ethical and you know what you're doing clinically and your team knows what they're doing clinically. But that actually is not, that does not count if, as far as what we're talking about. I'm talking about and what we talk about here at the Scheduling Institute is the people skills. It is how we communicate with patients. It is how we treat patients. It is what we do for the patients before the patient even gets any treatment done. It, it is so much more than just doing the CE required to maintain your license. And if that's all you've done to this point, and I'm not trying to you know, put anybody down, but you've done the bare minimum. And when we talk about some of the practices that we've partnered with over the last 10, 15 years, I mean, going back 25 years, if you want to go back to the start of the company, right, it is drastically different. I mean, these people are doing four, five, six in-office trainings a year. Their teams are uh, being continually trained in a virtual setting on some of our more foundational pieces. They're going to the university that, we, that you might have heard about in a previous episode, right? It is so much more than the CE. And the time that they dedicate to that pays off drastically because some of you might be listening saying well we don't have time to spend full days training our team or going to things that are going to further them in uh, in a growth capacity right when are we going to get to see the patients but when we talk about human capital i want to want to just paint a picture for you here because in order for change to occur there has to be change that actually you decide to make and i think this uh this picture makes it makes it pretty clear and easy. Okay, so if you think about this, there, there's two offices, right? Uh, you can call it Office A. You can call it Office B. Now, these two offices are in the same type of town, same demographics, same population, same visibility to the road, uh, same quality of the actual space and equipment that are inside the practice, same potential. Uh, for growth and same ability and talent in teams, right? All is equal. 260 working days a year, give or take, all right? So let's say this. Office A, they go in and they work and they work and they work and they work and they keep going and keep going and keep going. Maybe go to some CE throughout the year, but they're pretty much working most of that. Of course, they're doing on the weekend or on the Fridays that they're closed. But in they just go 260 days. They work. They see patients. They put the head down. They hit the hamster wheel, and they keep going for 260 days. Now, Office B, right, same scenario, 
only works for, let's say, 256 of those days. But they take four of those days, shut down the office completely, and they train on something that's actually going to drive the business forward. They take four days out of that 260, and they sit down, and they spend a full day with a trained specialist on a specific area of the business that is going to drive results, whether it be the front end, whether it could be the back end, it could be everybody together, it could be, you know, you name it. But they take a full day every quarter, and they actually work on something that's going to grow the business, uh, surrounded by goals that people understand, okay? Now, if you look at that, Office A works 260 days, head down, uh, running the hamster wheel. Office B takes four of those days, and they intentionally train on something that's going to drive the business forward. Now, let me ask you, who are you going to bet on? Which of those two offices are we going to say at the end of a 12-month term, who is going to see more growth? Is it the office A who keeps the hamster wheel running for 260 days, or is it the office B who takes 256 days but actually cuts out time to have someone who knows what they're talking about come in and actually train the team on things that are going to help them achieve their true potential? Now, here's the thing. If you said Office A, uh, I'm just telling you right now, uh, unfortunately, you have guessed the wrong answer. Uh, you've been voted off the island. I'm just kidding. Uh, but here, it's Office B, and it's clear as day, right? It's the, it's the owner doctor who has the wherewithal and goes out and says, you know what? I am a specialist in what I do. Whether you're a dentist, an orthodontist, plastic surgeon, an orthopedics, whatever it is, you know how to do that. And you continually train yourself on how to do that thing. But you are not an expert in how to treat patients with great service. You are not an expert in how to put systems in place in your office that are going to make things easier for you. Uh, you are not an expert in, I mean, answering the phones. You are not an expert in marketing. You are not an expert in uh, leadership. You are, I mean, for the vast majority of you, right? That's not the areas of your expertise. And so the office who brings in and trains on those things and brings in expertise is always going to be more successful. All right. So really what that is, is investing in your human capital. And so if you look at, here's the thing. All right. So a couple of things that you can do to invest in your human capital in your office today, all right, because we're looking at the end of the year right now. I'm sitting here, uh, it's the end of October, and right, we're coming out of the, the whole uh, right, pandemic has gone on, uh, about to hit an election, which is going to be great, because uh, that never causes uncertainty. And your team has plenty of things going on in their lives. If you laid people off, there was a breach of trust, whether you know it or not. Uh, but here's the deal. We want to get back to the pre-COVID numbers, or if you were struggling before COVID, we need to surpass them, right, and set you up for something that is going to be really positive in 2021, right? And, um, uh, and you'll hear something about a, you know, actually, as a listener, you actually have two free seats to an event we have coming up. Uh, it's in December. You can just go to www.events.com 
podcastfordoctors.com. If you're interested in actually setting yourself up for a plan, uh, potentially talking about uh, what you can do for your team to, to help them reach their potential and hit, let you reach your goals, maybe if you don't have that vision and you need help finding it, it's a great opportunity to spend two days actually figuring out what you want to do to make sure 2021 is the best year that you've ever had. So again, if you if you have any interest, it's www.events.podcastfordoctors.com. But you know, if you can't do it yourself or you just need a fresh perspective, would highly recommend uh, coming and joining us for that here in Atlanta. But when we talk about through the rest of this year, you need to engage your team in something that is going to get them exciting, right? So we have something it's called Beat the Baseline. So. Uh, it, members of our programs, our kind of foundational thing is, hey, make sure we're answering the phones right, make sure it's easy for patients to get into our office, uh, because that is really what feeds the rest of the things that occur in your business. And so for all the practices that we work with, every month, if they beat a certain number of new patients that they have set in their offices, they have an opportunity to win our Beat the Baseline contest. So Somebody from our team goes to their office, surprises them with a $1,000 check to congratulate them on hitting that target, obviously, and that just kind of continues throughout the year, okay? But how do you make something like that in your practice? How do you uh, create some kind of engagement contest with your team through the rest of the year, whether it's with the front desk or maybe it's in the back with hygiene production or reappointing patients, right? A lot of people right now uh, are seeing gaps in the schedule because of the closure times. And so how can you be creative in creating a contest internally to get patients back on the schedule, to get people who, uh, you know, they didn't come in for that appointment because you were closed and now they've just kind of fallen off the radar. So being creative and how you can do that. But Here's the deal. If you don't have an engaged team or you are not willing to invest financially in having some kind of incentive around that contest, it's not going to work, right? Um, And so the most patient-centric offices, right, and this is a great way for you to kind of put yourself up against the best, and which is a part of what you want to be able to do in listening to this podcast is compare yourself to, to those who are doing the things the right way, okay? Hope you're enjoying this podcast. Do you know someone who would benefit from hearing this too? Invite doctors you know to tune in along with you. Click invite a friend on the podcast website or tell them to go to podcastfordoctors.com to subscribe. So when we talk about human capital, talk about team training and investing in the growth of your people. When you were shut down, was there any communication with your team? Were we providing anything to them? Um, I mean, obviously, if they, if they were furloughed, making them show up for tr- Zoom trainings is probably, mm, I don't know about that. Um, I, I'm not sure that would be, get a great response. But for those of you who were able to keep people on, but you maybe weren't open, did we use that time to train? Did we use that time to say, hey, eventually we're going to open back up? How can we make sure that we're maintaining a patient-centric, high, five-star quality service for patients when we do come back, right? So for our most successful people, that's what they were doing, 
right? They, they didn't allow even the shutdown to stop that frequency in, of the training and fine-tuning and furthering of their human capital, right? So really the biggest thing I can tell you from that section is it doesn't stop. It's not something that we can ever have an excuse not to do. Um, our office here, every quarter, we're closed for a day, sometimes two days, to focus on our human capital. Our team of trainers who are out on the road doing three to 400 trainings a, um, a month, we will bring them all to Atlanta. And we will not let anybody go out on the road for the purpose of working on them and helping them uh, fine-tune, helping them get better, right? So if you're not doing that, you're behind. Um, but why? Why, 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 do some doctors, why do some doctors allow that to be the reality, and why do others not? Why do some doctors spend the time uh, to do that with their team? Why do some doctors invest the money to do that with their team, and why do others not? The number one reason right, that we have gathered in all of the time doing this, working with thousands and thousands of team members, thousands of doctors over the years, in all 50 states, 10 different countries, it's fear. The number one reason is fear. And, and you know, it, it just doesn't make any sense because what fear is, is false evidence appearing real. So the number one reason that doctors do not spend the time, energy, uh, investment in training their teams is because of fear. Now, fear of what, you may be asking? Because some, some of you may be saying, well, I train my team. Okay, well, are you training your team on things or is somebody else training on them? But is it fear that you have the wrong team in place? Is it fear that you can't afford it? Is it fear that the result's not going to occur because you think you're different? Is it fear that your team's not going to be interested? Or are you just afraid of any change at all? A lot of people are just afraid of change in general. But let me, okay, let me go back to these. I want to address all of these fears because for some of you, you're saying that's not me, but it, it, but it absolutely is, and that's okay. A lot of people have been here before, but hopefully I can kind of put that at ease. All right, let's go to this first one. Fear that you have the wrong team in place. All right, let me tell you something about teams. If you think you don't have the right team, the team is a direct reflection of the leader, right? So that's going to be you. Now, here's the thing that we find when trainings occur. And after doing almost 30,000 in-office trainings over the last 10 years, we've got a pretty good grasp on what this actually, uh, what's actually going on in the minds of doctors and teams. So if you think you have the wrong team, there's two fantastic things that training is going to do for you. Number one, it is going to uncover hidden gems in your practice. You could have somebody on your team today who you think is just straggling along, who isn't going to have any future in the practice. They're there, they're a placeholder. But the reality is they've never been given the tools to be successful. And when you train them and they have those tools, they actually end up being some of the highest engaged team members that you have and the highest producing team members that you have. Right? So that's one potential outcome. 
And the other potential outcome is the person who you think is actually one of your best team members when given training and any form of accountability around it, you find out that they've actually been holding you back for years. Now, we see this happen a lot. And for those of you who manage people, whether you are a, the owner doctor or you're an office manager, you know that this is true. Because here's the thing, if you do training right, there's accountability attached to it. Otherwise, it's really just entertainment, right? We, you can go in and do a training and just say we're going to do a bunch of stuff. But if there's no accountability around what you learn, right, that's just, I mean, you're not going to get any results, okay? So if you place accountability after providing the tools through training to a team member and they are resistant, they push back, they say, well, we've been doing it this way for this long, so I'm not even going to give this a chance, what training has just done for you is uncovered a person who's not going to get you to your vision. But if you don't have a vision, you're not going to see it that way, right? So that's why it's so important. And that's why we talked about it so early in this podcast is having that vision. Because if, if you don't have the vision and that team member pushes back, you will most likely give in. And that's probably been what has occurred for the history of your practice if you were to sit down and, and really analyze it. If you were to be radically transparent about it, right? Okay, so if you think you have the wrong team, training is either going to find hidden gems in your practice or it is going to show you that, you know, you need to make change. But here's the thing, that's okay. Okay, second fear, fear you can't afford it. Okay, um, if it's entertainment and you can't afford it, that's one thing. But if it's actual training that's going to drive results, that is not a valid answer. Because the only reason you can't afford it is because you haven't done it before. But if you can go spend $70,000 on a piece of equipment and your practice is actually producing the exact same as it was the year before, right, you can afford the training because the training is going to be what actually drives your business forward. Okay, Fear that the promised result will not occur because you think that you are different. If you don't think it's going to work, it won't. If you engage in something or you say you're not going to engage in something because you don't think it's going to work, you won't be uh, intentional about it. You won't Subconsciously, you won't want it to work so that you will be correct, and then it won't. So never use that as an excuse because it doesn't matter what type of practice, what type of town, what, where you are, who's on your team. Good training works if you want it to, if you hold to it. If you don't, then it won't work, all right? Uh, fear your team won't be interested. Really, the only reason your team, first of all, that's an excuse because uh, you probably don't actually know that. And if they're truly just disinterested in growing the business, you have the wrong team and you have to be okay with accepting that. Uh, and then fear of change. So fear of change uh, here's the thing. If you want anything better for the practice that you have today, if you want to improve anything that you have, you're going to have to change. And we just have to accept that and realize that that is false evidence appearing real. And so make sure that if you're going to do training, you use somebody who knows what they're doing. That should help with your fear. Um, right. For example, people who engage in us, uh, we do a lot of work with um, dentists and we've won their award and a big publication for 10 years in a row now, six years in a row for orthodontists for what we do when it comes to training and working with doctors. Um, so just if you use someone good, 
that fear of change, that fear of it won't work for you, you know, it's, it's pretty invalid. All right, so do not let fear be your excuse. Let it be what actually drives you forward. Okay, when we talk about it, it that might sound confusing, but here's the deal. Everything that you have, for 99.9% of you, Everything that you have, whether it be the food that you take home to your family, whether it be the, uh, the things you buy for your kids, whether it's the car that you have, it's your house, it's, the, it's anything that you've bought in your professional life or that you want to be able to do in your future is paid for from your patients. It's paid for from the practice. And if you are not willing to put in the energy, the effort, the resources, the investment into that practice to make a better future that I know all of you want, then you're not going to get the result. But the thing is, you have to understand, the practice is going to determine you and your family's future, and it's going to determine the legacy that you leave in the community you're in. Because as a doctor, you are looked at differently. So why not actually be the rich doctor and not just be the doctor that people think is rich who's actually struggling just because you have the title doctor. Okay? The fear of failing or the fear of, plateau of plateauing should encourage you to continue in this quest, right? It is something that should actually push you forward. It's, um, you know, it's interesting when you look at investment. If it's too cheap, you probably won't do it. So something that's very interesting when we talk about investing, whether it's in human capital or really anything, but in this example of training, going back to that fear that you can't afford it, you know, you should actually have some of that fear. You should have a little bit of fear in you that says, this is a, this is a decent amount of money. Because the funny thing about that is when you feel that, you are so much more likely to actually implement it and get the result. If you were able to buy something and just say, oh, this is nothing to me, um, you probably won't do it. You won't have the correct amount of engagement. So uh, for those of you who are thinking about investing in training for your team, investing in training for human capital, right, just understand, if it seems like an insignificant amount of money, you probably need to do more because it's gonna make you actually get the result. Right? We see this happen over and over again, okay? Now, you have to understand uh, investments, yes, they can be scary, but only if you're going in blind, okay? And so if you don't know what your return is gonna be, if you don't know what the true potential uh, for growth that you have is, if, you, if there's not actually a problem to fix, you know, why would you invest in something? Uh, okay, and that is why, right, when we're talking about human capital, you know, last episode uh, we talked about we know exactly where to start in any practice. And if there's opportunity there, there's opportunity elsewhere. And so that's why I want all of you to go and take the five-star challenge today. All right, so this challenge is really it's something that thousands of doctors have been through. It really puts you up next to uh, other doctors who are very successful. It is a, it's a way for you to see a report and kind of really walk through whether or not you have a significant blind spot in your practice that is leading to 
significant lost revenue in your business on a monthly basis that you may not even know about. Okay, so when you take the five-star challenge, the results that you see there are going to determine if investing in your team is going to provide you with a measurable return. It's going to let you know if, you know, if you have the wrong team, if you can afford it, if the result that you're going to get uh, is going to be worthwhile, and it's going to tell you if change needs to be made. It's going to tell you whether or not you are going to experience a return on investment in training or not. And it will also tell you whether or not you are wasting money on marketing today because you went to marketing before you went to the people, before you went to the human capital. So I would, I would absolutely recommend, hey, take the five-star challenge. It is free. It is just a way for you to realize whether or not you have a hole in your practice that you might not know about. Right? Because the best part about investing in your team and in your human capital is if you know there's a problem and then you find a proven solution to fix it, oh, it is one of the greatest investments you can make. Because if, if you think about it in terms of other places you spend money, right? let's say you know, stocks and real estate, you could get that wrong. Because uh, I mean, at the end of the day, most people time it incorrectly. Uh, most people buys in the high, buying the high and selling the low out of fear, right? Fear once again leading to lost money. Um, but but if you if you invest in something that you are committed to, that you know there's opportunity for, you are going to see significant results. Okay, uh, and so we just want to be able to help you determine whether or not you have a opportunity to earn more money in your practice with the people that you have there today. Um, and so I would just say, hey, go take the five-star challenge, figure out if that is going to be an opportunity for you. And if it's not, then you need to look elsewhere in your practice because no matter who you are, where you are, your team needs more than you're giving them. Your team needs more than you're giving them. It does not matter where you are. It does not matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you have a $10 million practice. It doesn't matter if you have a $200,000 practice. Because if you don't give it to your team, nobody else is going to. And to be honest with you, the big practice down the street who is doing training is going to take your good team members because they want to be somewhere where they can. So going back to Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A did a study and they said that really in a, in a study of people in the marketplace who are looking for opportunities, you know, and it's really this, uh, the people in the workforce now, so kind of that millennial, uh, younger generation, they're looking for a few things. They want a better boss. They want opportunity to be furthered and opportunity to grow. And they want to be somewhere that has a vision and mission. So if you want good team members, you need to train them. You need to be engaged in the business as a great boss, and you need to have a vision and a mission. And you need to be doing more than just running the hamster wheel 260 days a year. So go take the five-star challenge, figure out if you're missing out on opportunity today. And remember, right, give your team more than you think they need, because either they will see great, great results, or they will not like the accountability and they are the wrong person anyways. Okay. 
Uh, so thanks for coming on again today. Uh, looking forward to continuing lessons uh, with everybody here through this podcast. And just remember, hey, it is about being patient-centric. It's about doing the things that are going to set you apart and make you a referable place to be because those are cheap return on investment marketing. And it is a great way to get those quote-unquote great patients that you guys are always looking for. So uh, if you need help on setting that vision because you don't quite have it, uh, definitely uh, would love to invite you all, again, two free seats to our event in December uh, 3rd and 4th here in Atlanta at www.events.podcastfordoctors.com. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. This December, join Jay Geyer live for a special two-day event in Atlanta, Georgia. Plan your ultimate comeback set up your best 2021. Reset, reframe, refocus, and rebound. Go to events.podcastfordoctors.com to register for your complimentary seat now. Due to social distancing measures, seats are extremely limited, so register early.